welcome to Reactive. I'm Raquel, and I'm here with Henning. Hello, how's it going? Good. How Excellent. are you? I'm uh, hanging in there. We survived Turkey Day. And, nice. Um, yeah, no, no comas ensued, luckily. <laughs> I, I got yeah. to the point where I had, like, we, my family and I got together. We had this massive list of things. We bought a whole bunch of groceries. And then I saw this great thing on Facebook the other day. It was like, we ran out of time, and so, and there were like there weren't enough people to eat all the food, so we just started sacrificing the vegetables, <laughs> and that's what we did too. I was like, "Yep, yeah, that's exactly what we did. We sacrificed the vegetables." <laughs> yeah. uh, we took it pretty easy. It was nice. It was just um, my family, basically the five of us, and we made it a, a sort of relaxing day. And there's no rush or no deadlines or any kind of schedule to meet, so it was nice. We just. Did some cooking together in the kitchen, which doesn't happen very often, so that was fun. And uh, and the, the, I, I went and got the turkey like a few days before, and it the first one I picked out was like too small, at least I thought it was. And so I put it back and I went for the next sort of weight category up, which, oh, was, no. which was 20 pounds. Oh, and <laughs> I, I kind of misjudged that. <laughs> Yeah. That was way too big. So we have like we had to freeze stuff because my kids were like, "I'm sick of turkey. I don't want this anymore." Because they were. <laughs> so we'll bring that back in a few weeks. Yeah, I. I don't like turkey. I don't like turkey at all. I only I will eat it once a year. My sister loves it, and she was in charge of the turkey this year, and she was like. I'm really sorry, but the smallest turkey I could get, because she went to Trader Joe's, uh, was like a 15-pound a turkey mm. or something. And I was like, that's so big. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, but we actually, I mean, we, I think we got through most of it. So yeah. she took the rest of it to, like, make a soup out of or something. Good so deal. Yeah, <sighs> I, I don't know. Turkey, especially, like, the white meat is, is for me, sort of a... I don't know, a, uh, a transportation device for um, cranberry sauce and gravy. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's all it's for. I don't want it. Like, I'm like, ooh, cranberry sauce. I like cranberry sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is the weirdest thing, right? Because um, there's parts of the world that like sweet stuff and meat, that's kind of a strange thing. Um, so mm. in the Balkans, um, at least where my wife is from, it's like they can't. I, like her dad, no, it's just, it, it doesn't, this, that's not right, right? So he's always like making fun of me when I eat my jelly and, and meat. Well, you know, just, that's too bad for him. It's too bad for him. He's missing out. Yeah, that's what I say, but you know. Yeah. All right, ever. Meat has to anyway. be salty. So. <laughs> uh, oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, cool. Very cool. Um, I'm trying to think like I've just been, I've been on my little stay staycation. Um, cause you know, the big news from last episode was that I left my job at NPM. Um, and I'm heading to a new place in a week and a half on December 11th is my first day. And I'm not going to announce it until, <laughs> until that day. Um, but in the meantime, I'm just kind of like, do, 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 do. Um, and that's actually not true at all. I've got so many projects that I want to do and I feel like I'm running out of time <laughs> because I like most of them have to do with sewing. And so sewing is not exactly portable 
if you, you know, want your machine and all of your yeah. stuff. And so, um, like last week I was off all week, but we traveled to meet up with my family. So I didn't bring any of my stuff. And so I'm like, hmm. um, so now I'm in like this weird self-inflicted crunch to <laughs> to get stuff done. Why? <laughs> because Why? because it's like this is not even like a normal vacation, right? Where you know, on a on right. a regular vacation it takes a few days, maybe even a week to sort of disconnect from work and really mm-hmm. get a day depending on how deep in the weeds you are, I guess, and and right. sort of not like it takes a while for you for your brain to not think about work all day long. Right. That like almost right. I mean, that just takes a while. And then when the vacation starts ending, you start thinking about, again, what you need to, you know, start preparing for, thinking at least mentally, right? But for you, it's, like, totally different because you're, you're, I mean, I mean you are preparing like, for something new, but that's, like, so unknown and it's not in your familiar, um, I don't know, work routine, yeah. right? So it's, it's, it's a different, different feeling, I would think. Yeah, no, it totally is. I mean, I still, it's still the same sorts of things in that, like, I'm thinking about, my team from like my last job and like the projects that we were working on. But then there's a little voice in the back of my head. That's like, you don't have to think about this. In fact, you shouldn't (laughs) think about this because there's literally nothing you can do. (laughs) So it's like, uh. (laughs) and it's just sitting there in the back of my brain, like, okay. And then, um, and then I think about some of my other, uh, and then I, I think about like, okay, well, it's coming up and it's just so unknown. I, I don't even, I have no idea. I know nothing about my next thing. And well, except for where it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I know that, I know that much, but I, I don't know what's happening after that. So it's, uh, it's, it's funny. It's really funny. Um, so is that, is that have, more exciting yeah. or scary to you? I'm just curious. It's, it's exciting. Yeah. I think for me, it's exciting. Um, I'm a little nervous because this is my first time starting a job as a manager, mm-hmm. right? Like I became a manager at NPM, but like while I was on the job. And so every single person who reported to me, I got to know them individually, like as they came on board and like all of that stuff. But this time I'm walking into a brand new environment um, on a totally new product, new to me. Well, it's a a product that I have used, but I don't necessarily know all the ins and outs of, right? Like the way that I know NPM because I was employee number one. So like I know NPM inside and out. Um, And there's a a team of people who are going to be reporting to me that I don't know them at all. (laughs) I actually... I don't even know who they are. I, I didn't meet them during my interview. Um, so I'm like, I need to build trust with these brand new people. And I don't know anything about them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really, really interesting. And um, I, I, I'm, I think I was scared before, but now I'm just excited. Cool. Now I'm just excited. <clears throat> yeah. That's nice. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll hear some of those adventures. Uh, so, oh yeah. So oh yeah. Very curious. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am reading a book. I think I may have mentioned it. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast. Um, but there's this great book called The First Ninety Days, um, which is just a really helpful book for, especially people in leadership, um, to kind of think about what are the questions that you should be asking what are the things you should be thinking about before you start a new job? 
And, um, it's really, really helpful. Like I, I listened to it back when I became a manager, um, I listened to it on audio and then I liked it so much. I bought a copy, a paper copy, an actual paper copy. It has like pages and things you have to turn them. It's very strange. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, and so I need to read it again cause now I'm going to be at a completely different company. Um, but it like, it talks a lot about how the, some of the biggest things that people mess up when they start a new job, whether that's internal to a new company or like internal to the same company, like a new position within the same company or, um, a new job entirely at a different company. Maybe it's the same role that you had, but like in a different environment entirely. And like, it talks about like some of the major mistakes that people make, for example, thinking, well, it worked at my last company or this, this methodology worked at my last company. So I'm going to make sure that I do it again at this new company. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, 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 you can't just assume that the things that you, that worked for you before are going to work for you again, because it's a whole new different group of people. Um, and, uh, and, and so it's, it's, it's just interesting and, and something to, to kind of, I'm going to be reading that probably next week, um, and taking notes and all sorts of stuff. So mm, sounds good. I mean, that's one of the ones you recommended to me, but unfortunately I didn't get to that. So <laughs> past the 90 days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I mean, but I actually, I would, I would recommend reading like in the event that you have time, yeah. uh, I recommend reading it again anyway. Um, or reading it now anyway, because there's just a lot of things that you can kind of like look at your job in any way and yeah. think about, yeah. okay, well, what are the, what are the, what, what about the next 90 days to look like? Exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but actually I said taking notes and I thought about, uh, so I made a purchase on Black Friday. Oh. Did you participate in Black Friday? Um, not on your... the consumer side, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. How did it go for you? It, um, Black Friday was, was, was a non-event uh, technically for us. Um, oh, good. Cyber Monday. Yes, yes. Yay. Um, we, that basically everything went really nicely on that day and, uh, for the backend team and, um, Cyber Monday, there were a few minor things. Traffic was a bit higher on Cyber Monday, but, uh, it wasn't a, a disaster or anything. And, uh, revenue was, was higher than anticipated. So everybody was mostly happy. <laughs> so, I mean, Yay! Cyber Monday was a little rough, but um, mm -hmm. not like, you know, things weren't exploding, literally. Good. It was mostly the ERP um, that that sort of couldn't keep up. And we have to figure out how we pump more stuff through it or into it. Um, I've talked about that a few times about the concurrency problem and how <clears throat> how NetSuite basically has this this API limiting situation and charges an arm and a leg to, you know, open that up and make that more... And I really mean like, you know, somebody's salary <laughs> to get to get more stuff, which is insane. Um, but so that's so we're we're still working on sort of <clears throat> creative ways to get around that or to make that more more useful. And I think we, I think it was you and I, well, actually maybe Khalil was on too, that we talked about this um, this SDK that I was building because I want to have all access to the ERP system go through a single point and. Um, that has, you know, several advantages where we can <clears throat> share, uh, basically access credentials and sort of funnel everything through there and have, you know, the, the knowledge on how to talk to the ERP system concentrated in a single place instead of spread out all over the place and duplicated all over. And I was building this SDK and, and I was sort of showing it off and talking about it with the team. 
And mm. the concept there basically was to, you know, have a full endpoint, um, a rest endpoint that then turns around and does some soap magic um, and basically talks to the ERP, transforms the stuff back and sends it back to the SDK. And the SDK would essentially hide all of the, um, uh, the details of how to make a request so you potentially don't even have to like read the docs because if you have a, an IDE that helps you out, um, you know, with code completion and type hinting and all that stuff, then you can basically write out a query in sort of a fluid um, interface uh, to make to make any kind of request. And you know, you just do um, dot or arrow to get the next um, thing in the chain to set all the parameters, etc. So. That was sort of the idea and, and that what I was going to try to sort of propose and see how, how it was received. And um, that is sort of getting you part of the way. And for, for, for sort of projects that are already established and talking directly to the ERP with their own code base, that's kind of still a big rewrite, right? To take, even if I make it super easy and I give you a library that helps you make the requests, you still have to basically rip out all of your stuff. And now all of a sudden, instead of having a, you know, a data structure that comes back from a SOAP request, you're going to now have to deal with JSON API. And that kind of doesn't make sense because you, then you, re you really have to rewrite a lot of stuff. So one of the developers had a brilliant idea, um, which was essentially, you know, one way for me to sort of alleviate that was to suggest that, okay, instead of, forcing you to consume JSON API, the, that spec, and having to, even though it makes it easy to get the data, you still have to transform it into what your code currently expects. We could make it so we serialize the object structure that comes back from the SOAP request into JSON with types. So there's actually, we found a library that um, will serialize a PHP object structure, you know, with classes and all, into JSON and deserialize it back into that object structure if the other side where you're doing the deserialization, those objects are actually, you know, auto-loadable. So what I was going to say is, okay, instead of having to do the whole JSON API thing, I can just give you back what you're um, basically expecting now, which is that data structure that you would get out of the SOAP client, and then you can go on your merry way and... Um, uh, parse that and not have that much or any code change basically because the the result would be the same. You would have the same object uh, hierarchy that comes back. So I felt like, okay, that's great. That's, you know, even less pain. At least maybe that could be sort of an intermediate step until we get rid of that. Um, but then um, one of the guys had this idea. It's like, okay, if you can serialize this um, data structure or a, basically a PHP object structure like that. Why don't you just let me build my query the way I want to, and I'll serialize that whole thing into JSON, ship it off to the to this gateway, and the gateway then makes turns it into um, the, the object structure again and ships it off to SOAP. Um, so that's even like a bigger step forward where we basically would just replace or, or shim, put a sort of a shim into our, our SOAP library to say, uh, instead of making a SOAP call with this object structure that you built to make a SOAP call, just give me that and I'll ship it across the wire as JSON. 
and I'll have the the other side make the request, get the response back, and give it to you. So it essentially is no code change at all, and we get the win of having all our apps going through this this central point, basically. So that could be like step one, and it's even even less painful. So that was kind of a fun sort of exercise to to talk through and and to explore and and arrive at. So we haven't actually implemented it yet, but we that's probably one of the next things on our on our schedule, which seems kind of cool. you know weird if you think about it, but you, you kind of have to deal with the reality, right? It's mm-hmm. while well, rewriting is great um, because you want cleaner code and it'll be it'll be great, but you can't justify that, right? So if we can do it in little yeah. steps, and we get to like that that last step I explained, that gives us a huge win because then we can basically pool all of our credentials in a single place and have a single gateway that manages all access and you don't have to share it and sort of dilute your pool. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Because if you have two apps that have four credentials, each one app might be idle. The other one is crazy busy and you know, we don't have, we can't share the credentials or we could build a system to do that, but that's kind of nuts. So why not just put everything through the same point? And um, this would give us that win right out of the gate with very, very little effort. So I was like, at first, I'm like, oh, gosh, that's just crazy because you're, it just seems so wrong, right? You're, um, <laughs> you're shipping objects across the wire and reconstituting them over here and then doing the request over there. But then I'm thinking, like, so what? This is a huge win. And, it's a, and it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't cost a lot, right? So mm-hmm. it's okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then we just take the next step, you know, little step yeah. by step. So. I guess it was pragmatic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think, I think like, you know, the, the question of rewriting versus just making it work is the age old question. Um, and I have now experienced a situation in which like, yes, rewriting was the good one was the good idea. And then I've also been in the, maybe we shouldn't have rewritten that (laughs) (laughs) cause it, yeah. Well, I guess what I'm, what I'm sort of advocating or where I still want to go and, and, you know, it depends on, I mean, we'll see how far we get, but it's like we have options now we have, you know, at least three steps we can take and to get to the, to sort of the end goal, right. Instead of having Mm -hmm. to make one big step, we could do three little ones where the first little one gives us a huge win already. So why not do that? Right. Mm-hmm. To reject that out of principle because yeah, it's kind of icky. Like no, <laughs> it works. So why not do it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So totally. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. In other programming matter matters. So I um I've 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 wanted to get my son specifically because he's he's on, he is eight now. Um, mm-hmm. more interested in in programming and to see if that's something he wanted to take on because he's always, he always says he wants to be a game developer, right? <laughs> Cause he loves to play <laughs> video games and I'm like, okay, you know, and sort of trying to use that as a, as a motivational thing to mm-hmm. like, um, get him to study math and things like that. And, um, to focus on, on that kind of stuff. And we got him the Lego Mindstorms. Mm-hmm. And um, they have some apps that you can basically program your robots with, right? And right. I think I had said in the past, well, he went straight to the just the remote control. 
he built the he built the the robot and then he just used the remote control to have it do what he wanted to he wasn't really ready or interested in exploring the programming aspect of things and say okay i'm gonna sit down and you know make it go three clicks forward and turn left and this kind of stuff so we never got to that and then it kind of um <clears throat> uh sort of went by the wayside for side for a while and now we have him in in robotics again and mm-hmm. all of a sudden he came home last week and he's like dad dad i want to go to code.org and do some exercises i'm like what wow <laughs> So I guess he had done some group things in in class where they had introduced the class to code.org. And they have some very elementary um, tutorials there that use Blockly. And that's actually the same sort of visual programming language that um, uh, Lego Mindstorms uses. There's basically these... I don't know what to call it. They're kind of like puzzle pieces. They they're sort of irregular, so you can snap them together in a, in a certain way. But but essentially, they're um, building blocks that can be used to put together. I get a, a set of of uh, instructions. So it's kind of like code. It's visual code, basically. Mm-hmm. So one block could be you know move forward, and then you have a, a drop down that says move forward. You know how many tiles. Um, or how many pixels, whatever the the unit of the current uh, tutorial is. And then there's others where you can, um, basically it says turn left or turn right. And um, so so Minecraft is actually really cool. Have you seen it? Um, The the newest Lego Mindstorms? No, just code.org. No, I haven't. Not not recently, because I know that things have changed quite a bit. Yeah, I was surprised. I thought I had looked at that in the past, but it's... Maybe it was something else, but I was really impressed how how it looks now. And they have like this this whole thing based on themes, right? There's there's um, there's Minecraft, there's Star Wars, there's um, Frozen with Elsa and Anna, you know, and all this all this stuff. So there's like these little exercises and tutorials that they have, and they have the whole thing sort of um, I don't know, decorated, annotated, or whatever. Um, Comp- there's like videos that go with it so they have this 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 little minecraft video where a group of um you know minecraft <clears throat> figures crash into a some sort of hole and need to get out and then one of the uh figures basically turns into a human and comes into the real world and goes to the you know um minecraft uh, headquarters at, at microsoft i guess or wherever it is and talks to an actual developer there on how to do stuff and then Sort of then then there's a few tutorials and then they go back to some little video stuff where they're interviewing people that have actually that actually work on on the game right and um, <clears throat> then some more sort of tutorials the video explains how to do it and they go from uh, explaining like single operations like move and turn to um, uh, loops so basically there's this thing called repeat it's this big sort of bracket thing that you can shove a whole bunch of instructions in and tell it how often to repeat it so they basically learn about the concept of loops and then the next where where we sort of arrived was the concept of functions where you can call this block of instructions that do something and you can put it in loops or call them sequentially or how however and so i'm watching my kids do this because the my daughter she she was of course wanted to see that too because it's minecraft and mm-hmm. so they played together really nicely so he would he would try to explain to her um, how to do the, because she's five, 
and mm -hmm. um, it's a little too early, I think, for, for this. Um, but it was really nice to see how they did that. Um, and they sort of went through the tutorials together. And then she wanted to do Frozen with Elsa and Anna. And he's like, oh, my God, he rolled his eyes and walked out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did it with her. And that one was actually even even sort of more uh, complex because it, it went sort of a step further introducing um, the concept of angles and pixels. Like, you know, mm -hmm. go this far and then turn X degrees. And how do you explain that to an eight-year-old or a five-year-old? That's actually not that easy. Yeah. But I, I love how it, it maybe if he sticks with it or if they stick with it, they, they kind of get a head start on this kind of stuff and see visually what that means because they can actually affect something on the screen. I mean, it's like moving, you know, a sprite for a game around, essentially. Which is pretty cool. Right. Cool. That was fun. That was really. That's cool. awesome. Yeah. I um, <clears throat> it's funny. I was I was listening to like the thing is like yeah okay there's there's definitely the like would you like hey you know when talking to kids about you know their future and stuff like that like it's one thing to ask them like hey what do you want to be when you grow up um which is great and wonderful and I totally support that um. But I think that there's, like, people have been hinting at this for a long time, but I'm starting to really start to see that whether you want to be a programmer when you grow up or not, um, having the basic understandings of code is actually going to be really important no matter what. It's kind of like one of those, like, can you read? Um, can you, like, discern different colors and, you know, draw a picture and all sorts of things like like there there's just a level of communication that is happening now that's like in code um and like it it just really dawned on me the other day when i was listening to one of my podcast like another podcasts um and it was it was a podcast about sewing actually um and and these are uh women who they you know they they sew for fun and but they also have actually businesses related to sewing so one is a pattern maker the other one's a fabric uh reseller and um and they're like yeah well i sat down and worked on my website the other day and fortunately i already know a little bit of code so i could fix things on my own <laughs> and like they didn't have to like go yeah. and i was like oh this is what this is for like like it's not just i mean it's kind of like you know can you write versus are you a writer, right? Exactly. Like, yep. I'm not a writer, but I can write, you mm -hmm. know, and, and I can write a blog post. I can, I can disseminate my, I can share my ideas in the medium by which, you know, we call writing. Um, and so enabling kids to like understand just the basics of code, I think is going to be really important as they get older and they have to do their own things because while yes, you know, people like you and I, we get paid to to make the big and cool applications like basic websites that's just like people are gonna start knowing each other based on like well they already do right like people know each other based on their websites or whatever and being able to control that yourself <clears throat> instead of having to ask somebody to do that for you all the time kind of like driving right like sure you could call an uber or a lyft or whatever to take you everywhere that you want to go or you can just learn how to drive and I mean, not just, but um, sometimes you just need to do that on your own and not have to depend on somebody else to do that for you. Does that make sense? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, there's so many things nowadays where 
you could make your life so much easier if you had exactly like you said the basic understanding of variables and you know if then statements things like that right i mean excel or mm -hmm. spreadsheets is one thing um you know that you can do stuff with everything on you know stuff is scriptable right you can write simple scripts mm -hmm. to do things <clears throat> i mean alfred or um automator or whatever it's called on the mac all these kinds mm -hmm. of things you could do to and if you had like exactly this basic understanding that would be something that's way more in your reach than it would be otherwise it's not this totally ma magical you know thing that you don't understand so i i totally agree and the other yeah. thing is like i can see if if the experiment like especially with this just coming back to the the elsa and anna basically they're skating right on ice and they make patterns in the ice and you can basically make these snowflake patterns by choosing different angles and i think even if they just fiddle around with that and get a feel mm -hmm. for what you know <clears throat> an angle is even just being introduced to the concept like right now because it's not something that they have in school or in math yet and understand you know that there's 360 degrees and you can split it up and you can you know based on this number that you choose you can turn more or less i think that even just that alone sort of is a is a is a learning thing that then comes more naturally when you're actually supposed to to learn it because you already kind of know it so mm -hmm. i mean there's that whole thing of like yeah why are you teaching a five-year-old to program and it's not what i'm doing i'm letting them play right and right so it's um yeah mm -hmm. anyway yeah that was cool Fun, awesome. fun stuff. It was just nice to, to see them do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> but well, what, I'm, what I'm wondering is like, <clears throat> the next step is like, how do you, you know, go from the visual blocks to actual code? Because that's another oh. big, huge leap, right? So, so I will tell you the experience I had. Um, so back in my day, <laughs> back in high school... Um, I started the robotics team at my high school and this was before most schools had robotics teams. I don't know if schools have like, not all schools have robotics teams, but it's a lot more common now than it was years ago. Um, and, <laughs> um, and I remember like, so I had already taken AP computer science, you know, the advanced placement computer science course in high school. So I'd already, and when I took it, it was in C++, which is very strange, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and so when I got into Lego Mindstorms, I was like, what is this blocky thing? Forget <laughs> this. I want to write actual code. Yeah. Um, and I went to Carnegie Mellon for the, like, the national competition or whatever. And, um, and there was another group of kids there. And like, I came in first and they came in second and they like, there were three of them and they were, I want to say like a couple years younger than me. Um, I was a senior in high school. I was in my final year. So it was, I was, I was, I'd already gotten into college. I was heading out. Mm -hmm. Um, but they were like, Hey, we want to do better. How do we do better? <laughs> and I said, well, let me look at your code. And they were using the blocky stuff. And I was like, oh, see, you're really limited based on what you can do here. Maybe consider learning C. Because like back then, you could use uh, Robot C mm -hmm. to, um, to program your Lego Mindstorms. And so that's what I used. 
And so I was like, hey, there's this thing called Robot C. You'll have to learn like the actual language. But if you do, you can do more with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, oh. And, uh, and because we, we got in the you know, first couple places um, at a, in, like, since I won and they got second, we got to go on to the international competition um, and which was in Italy that year, which was just amazing. And they actually got first and I got third <laughs> because they had like really like they were like, mm. oh no, Raquel told us that they we should learn advice. the code. <laughs> and like they creamed me. It was amazing. I was like, y'all are amazing. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, so that was really, so I think, I think there's just going to be a moment when they're like, I'm limited. Mm -hmm. What do I do now? And, and it's important to wait for them to say that, right? Because then they're like, because then they want to, to dig in deeper. You're like, okay, if you want to dig in more, here's what you got to do. And like that little bit of a carrot makes up for all the sticks that are trying to figure out how (laughs) like, you know, C works and whatever. Um, so yeah, I'll see how, nice. how long they stick with this. That's a really, that's a really, really good point. And then sort of gently say, Hey, you know, you remember Lego Mindstorms? That's the same thing you're doing here. You want to program a real robot? <laughs> see, <laughs> see if they take that one and then go <laughs> on to the next one. Yeah. 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 I mean, give them time. They'll, they'll, they'll get to it. I mean, my yeah. dad, I remember my dad sat me down when I was in middle school and was like, all right, kid, I'm going to teach you basic. We're going to build a calculator. And I was like, Dad, I already have a calculator. I don't need to build one. This is stupid. Yeah. Um, so, you know, don't push too hard. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm not pushing at all. I mean, that's the thing. It's like... Um, that's awesome. Whatever you want to do. I was just... I'm, like, delighted that they found it. Or, <laughs> so... Yeah. Cool. Anyway. Cool. All right. Yeah, so. Did you have a... Um, I don't know. Just plop it in the middle. Did you have an animal you wanted to talk about? Oh, Yes, I did. <laughs> I figured it's the um, interlude. <laughs> yeah, because because you know Khalil's out. Yeah, um, and we know that the reason he's out is because he's hanging with a pack of sea lions. Oh, yeah. Where in? Uh... Um, in California. Oh, in California. Actually. Okay. Yeah, I mean there there are, um, you know, California sea lions. Mm-hmm. Um. They actually, <laughs> it is so cute. Did you know that California sea lions belong to the family Otaridae? I'm terrible at Latin, hmm. uh, which means little ears. <laughs> T. Um, because, um, so people often ask, like, what's the difference between seals versus sea lions? Um, and um, so there are a lot of visible differences. Sea lions have external ear flaps. Whereas the majority of seals have a small opening for an ear and lack of an external ear flap. Um, but, uh, but also, um, to move on land, seals propel their streamlined bodies in a, we- in a way similar to a caterpillar, while uh, sea lions can rotate their hind flippers underneath their bodies and walk like other four-legged animals, hmm. which I think is really cool. Um, Sea lions use their large front flippers to propel themselves through the water, while seals use their hind flippers in a side-to-side motion, which I think is really cool. Um, 
and let's see what other fun things. Um, there's a question. How do sea lions sleep? Uh, on land, sea lions will sleep in a variety of positions, often on top of their friends. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so obviously what Cleveland's doing is he's taking a nap on top mm, of a bunch of sea lions. Yeah. Um, or he's underneath a bunch of sea oh, lions. Geez. Who knows? <laughs> uh, I like to imagine that he's friends with sea lions though. Yeah. Yeah. So sea, so. sea lions are size wise. They're in between seals and walruses or there's I different sizes, I guess. There, yeah, there are different sizes. I mean, walruses are definitely the biggest ones. Yeah, I think they're smaller. Yeah. So yeah, the sea lions, lions, they're in California. Are they also off the, the, um, the tip of Africa, or is that seals down there, or both? I don't even know. I know that there's that type of creature down there, but I, I don't know what it is right now. <laughs> You're supposed to be the expert. No, I'm just <laughs> I just randomly Google stuff. Um. Uh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh. No, but that is interesting. They they pile onto each other mm-hmm. <laughs> to sleep. Yikes! Um, where do California sea lions live? Turns out, the majority of California sea lions live in California. Hmm. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but the population does extend uh, from Vancouver Island up in Canada down to Mexico. So oh, wow. they, they, they're around. Um, but did you know that sea lions can remain underwater for an average of eight to 20 minutes? Dang. That's impressive. Yeah. Huh. All right. So anyway, those are your fun, fun sea lion animals. Well, thank you. I hope Khalil (laughs) comes back in one piece. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure he'll be fine. Smooshed like a pancake. (laughs) (laughs) He might be a little smooshed. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so Yeah. Um, so, okay. So Black Friday, let's go back to Black Friday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This, wow. This was a long detour. <laughs> no, it's totally cool. Um, I decided to participate as a consumer on Black Friday, mm-hmm. but I was really not interested in going into the stores. Oh God. And yeah. I'm really happy to, to, to announce that most retailers, um, at least the, the big ones like your your Walmarts, your Targets, your Best Buys, etc. They turned on their websites like the day of Thanksgiving or like like the same time that they would have opened their doors. So you could have gotten like you could get all the deals online huh. without ever having to walk into a store. Nice. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> So this you had really sort of decided beforehand, I guess, what, what you're going to yeah. get? or I mean, I guess you have yeah. to. Yeah, Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, talking to some other people, they're like, oh, you know, um, they went to, say, like Target or something, and they're just like, oh, this is a really good deal. 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 And then, like, you walk in intending to buy, like, $20 yeah. worth of, like, vitamins or something and you end up spending like five hundred dollars on like random things yeah uh, that you didn't know that you needed uh, or wanted <laughs> that's the evil um, plan right yeah oh no it's totally the evil plan um <laughs> i on the other hand was like no 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 i'm going to explicitly only get things that like <clears throat> like i knew i knew i needed an ipad mm-hmm. right so like i had i had an ipad pro at npm 
and I was like bonded to it. It like, like that iPad and I, like it, it became known to the point where in my last couple of weeks, we were like, Raquel, what are you going to do without your iPad? And I was like, I don't know. Um, and I even tried asking my future employer, I was like, can I have an iPad? And they were like, why do you want an iPad so bad? And I was like, because I just need, and I was like, you know what, forget it. I'll just buy my own iPad. Um, and, but like, you know, I knew Black Friday was coming up. And so I was like, I could play, pay full price, but why? Yeah. Um, so Apple actually had a sale? No, they didn't. Uh, Apple Apple doesn't really care. They don't really do sales so much. Yeah. I did end up looking at what they did for Black Friday. Um, and what they did is they gave like gift cards. Okay. So like if you bought an iPad, they would give you a $100 gift card. Yeah, that I you saw could a lot use of that kind stuff, of stuff, yeah. Which, in my opinion, is not as useful. <laughs> no, because I it mean, just makes you buy more stuff, and then you say, oh, I got a good yeah. deal. But no, actually, you spent more than you weren't planning on. So. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I I hounded the internet, and um, Target and both Target and Best Buy uh, had pretty significant deals. I think I got mine for $120 off, oh, which nice. is pretty significant. So, like, I didn't have to pay full price at all and for the for the price for like what i ended up getting like i ended up buying an apple pencil which is normally a hundred dollars so i end up like getting a pencil and an ipad for less than i would have gotten a fresh brand new ipad so nice you know um yeah yeah. i had i had my eyes set on i mean i i was looking a little bit but um i didn't actually buy anything because it wasn't on sale i wanted to get a roomba and Mm. um they weren't on sale, at least not where I could find them. And right. uh, maybe a bigger TV, but that wasn't in the, in the cards either. So, like, whatever. <laughs> I don't really need the TV. Oh, well. So um, the Roomba would yeah. be nice. But I heard one of my, my co-workers got, got some deal um, sort of randomly in the middle of no special time that was just sort mm-hmm. of half off. So maybe I'll wait around yeah. for something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think for things that you know that you don't necessarily need, if you're willing to wait, then it's worth yeah. you know, just putting like a little, little mini alerts in the back of your mind. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. You got, I mean, that's always nice to save some money, right? Yeah. Stuff you I think anyway. so. Well, so, especially, yeah. since, you know, I'm not making any at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah kind of hanging out hanging out and you played your part Um, in the in the u.s economy i know that's see i'm such a good capitalist um they want to make you feel bad (laughs) oh man Uh, (laughs) but uh but yeah so that's that's basically what's been going on there i'm sure that there have been like other things that have been happening in the world but i haven't haven't really look at well i think that's really a great thing i mean if you can turn that off like like we've talked about like you know technology detox a little bit there's there's absolutely Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that i think yeah yeah definitely i mean i'll i'll open twitter every once in a while and then i'm like oh yeah this is a big old (laughs) trash fire (laughs) Mm. a dumpster Mm. fire <clears throat> yeah. Uh Trumpster fire. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'll stop there. Um so yeah, it's basically 
uh, we we got a new human in our Slack, uh-huh. um, which is exciting. So big shout out to um, Alexander Holman. Hello. Oh, yes. Welcome I actually saw that. I, I thanked um, him for his compliments. So welcome. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's it's been a little quiet in our our Slack recently. Um, but that's just because I think people have been holidaying and other things. So, um, you know, come hang out, come join us, talk about things. We can bring up random animal facts, all sorts of stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah. Have we gotten any reviews lately? I do not believe so. Um, and I'll, I'll have a better answer next time. I can't find the tab right now. <laughs> All right. Too many We are tabs. really on top of it. Totally on yeah. top of it, yes. I am I am very technically savvy on web browsing. <laughs> oh, dear. It is sad, the internet, sad, anyway. Sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think that's... Uh, we, can, we could wrap it up. I mean, it's... Uh, it's a short one, unless you have something more. No. 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 I can enjoy the rest of your time off, and no. then we'll hear all about your new adventures. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. I'm so Huzzah. curious. Should <laughs> <laughs> put in a secret? Yes. <laughs> the entire world. It's very exciting. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, um... So, yeah. Uh, well, uh, folks, if you like our show, please leave a review for us on iTunes or your favorite podcast delivery service. Um, it helps other people find out about us. Um, so if you like he- listening to us, maybe your friends will like us, too. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So um, I'm H. Clattergots on Twitter. And... Um, yeah, I I don't know. That's all. That's all I have. I'll catch you next <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah, you can uh, join us on our Slack channel by checking out the show notes on reactive.audio. Um, and you can tweet at all of us at reactivepod on the Twitters. Um, Khalil is at Khalil Tweets. And I'm at Rockbot. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time. All righty. Bye. Cool. Bye. <laughs>